What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, March 4th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the best voice in the video games industry, Paris Lilly. What is going on, Greg? Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on, Paris. It's been too long. You know, that was the thing. We were so excited to bring you on to more shows and do more things with you. You and I don't get to work together ever. You know what I mean? There's this line of the sand between Xbox and PlayStation, and I <laughs> yeah. want these worlds to meet. I'm stuck with Gary all the time. He doesn't know anything. Uh, hilarious. No, no. This I, I'm always glad to come on on Kind of Funny Games Daily. And, uh, yeah, I'm a co-host on XCast and excited to do more things with Kind of Funny. So it's always good to be on. How's it been? How's it been? You know, you came on and started doing official stuff uh, in January, do, coming on joining the XCast. Since then, we've tried to rotate you into other stuff too. How you been? Oh, it's it's been great. It's been fantastic. Um, I think the best part of it has been the reception from the community, just sure. all the comments and the feedback that I've seen. Uh, people, for some reason, seem to like my crazy speculation. So that's always a good thing. Hey, man, as long as you keep it interesting, you know, yeah. you come out here and you say the crazy things. It doesn't matter yeah. if it comes true or not. You know, and that's what I see every every Saturday on the Xcast goes up, and then there you are trying to back people off. <laughs> You're like, all right, I said some things about Bethesda. It time's gonna prove me right, but you guys can be mad right now. Yeah, exactly. How are you having a good time? I, you know, one of the things you tweeted recently, right, was that like you thought last year you might start winding down doing content. You might it's, step it, away from this. Yeah, it's funny you say that. So going pre pandemic um sure. I, yeah i thought 2020 was going to be it you know I'm, I'm older you know i've been around for a long time you know podcasting and things been able to attend e3 since 2001 i just feel like i've done a lot in the industry already for, for at least what what i thought i thought would would make me happy and i was like you know what maybe, maybe my time's up maybe it's time now that we're going into the next generation of consoles um maybe this will just be my last year attending events and then the pandemic happened. And, then and a the lot pandemic's of like, changed. you know what? It might be. It might be your yeah. final time attending yeah. events for yeah. everyone. Yeah, I think I jinxed it a little too hard that that uh, this was going to be my last E3. But no, I, I would say since the pandemic has happened and obviously I have different opportunities that, that happened throughout 2020, just kind of opened my eyes that, believe it or not, you know, I still think i got a little left a little left in the tank to, you know to provide as far as gaming goes just maybe different perspective things like that and i'm having fun doing it that's the main thing as long that's as i keep having fun you know i want to keep doing it so well i'm I'll glad be around you stuck around uh, that's yeah. what i want to hear i want you to stick around as long as possible of course yes you are a co-host on the x cast of course yes you are a host on gamer tag radio so everybody check yes. out all of that and of course you are also just an interesting follow on twitter so everybody go be a part of that all right uh for now though we need to get your opinion on this new switch with a larger screen uh some dumb and smart decisions from avengers and so much more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in with your questions comments concerns for kind of funny games daily and of course the kind of funny x cast uh, of course on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can get the show ad free and you can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday however if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can watch live as we record it on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like lexi gunner but Lord Primus and Missing Link 000R. Uh, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight each and every weekday for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you there's a bevy of content happening right now the blessing show has a brand new episode up remember this is blessings video essay show it is going up each and or no hold on each and every other week doesn't sound good every other week yeah <laughs> youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh, it's all about video games today it's about puzzle games he has one of the developers of manifold garden on to talk about what makes a great puzzle game fascinating conversation go check out the blessing show youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh then the Kind of Funny Podcast is live right now with the new voice of Cleveland and Family Guy. You can go to youtube.com slash kindoffunny or the Kind of Funny Podcast feed to have us hang out with Arif for a, an entire hour and then get into the normal stupid shenanigans we do on the Kind of Funny Podcast, but mainly talk about how Arif went from being somebody who impersonates Cleveland on the internet and in Call of Duty to actually being Cleveland on the show. It's a fascinating conversation. And then... 
the big one. Paris, I know you are as excited as me. Tomorrow, MCU in review returns because, of course, tonight slash tomorrow morning, WandaVision, the final episode goes live. We will do in review tomorrow a proper MCU in review where we will take WandaVision as a whole and rank it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, or YouTube.com slash kind of funny in review podcast services around the globe. Paris, where are you at with WandaVision? I am beyond excited for this finale of WandaVision. I'm just going to selfishly say something right now. When you guys do that in review every mm-hmm. week, I'm jealous every week because I'm just screaming at the screen going, I, I have theories too. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's been a fascinating show because clearly it had this, the slow buildup to where we are now with the sit, sitcom format. But yeah, it, it's really kind of found its footing. I mean, obviously, Catherine Hahn is amazing as Agatha. Oh my God, but, killing it. But the fact that this is really just coming down to Wanda, the vision and dealing with grief. I mean, that last episode was just fantastic. It was, it was yeah. such a tearjerker. So I'm really expecting more of the same coming in this finale. But the one thing, and I tweeted this earlier is I do think we kind of got to set expectations a little bit because the, the theories have just gone crazy. People think professor X and Magneto and Reed <laughs> Richards and everyone else is about to show up. And I don't think that's the show. I mean, yeah, Dr. Strange probably shows up at the very end, but Dr. Strange isn't going to be the solution. I think want this will resolve itself with the characters that we already know. So Monica's going to have a huge role in it, right? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, one thing I will say and shout out to Danny Pena, because we disagree on this. Never heard of him. I know he's who cares about that guy, but Pietro is a Pietro. He tends to think it's just some fake guy. That's Pietro. It's just not our Pietro. I'm just going to say that. So, yeah, and by the way, we're, we're drifting into spoilers for what you've seen so far from WandaVision, but I would hope and feel like most of you have, but I don't know, but hey, just to get it out there. So my question is, how do you think they're going to do is, is that where you're coming? It's, do you think it, he is from the Fox universe? He is from the, the, that universe they pulled him in? Not, not even 100% oh, he is the exact Fox universe uh, yeah. Pietro, but he is a Pietro from the multiverse. I think this is our first hint into the multiverse and just where they're going to go when we get into Doctor Strange and Spider-Man 3 and, and those movies. Okay. And then do you think like, uh, do you think this is, we're going to talk about the multiverse, obviously, and all this shit. Do you think that there's going to be some kind of activation tomorrow where we're talking about, or I don't, again, I'm with you. I don't expect Professor X. I don't expect Reed Richards, but I do also expect there to be some end montage, whatever that whatever's happened and whatever's expanded has changed. Do you think that's how they're going to explain mutants yes. tomorrow? Okay, okay. I mean, because we're oh, and, I can't and again, wait, baby. <laughs> and again, not to get into crazy spoiler stuff, but I mean, this is adapted from House of M, so I'm expecting <laughs> some version of the finale to House of M to be a part of this. Right. So uh-huh. we'll see. But but I do think it opens up the multiverse. I think that's where we're going. I can't fucking wait. And also, yeah, if you want to come on and do like the quick reactions to stuff like that, for sure. Like, are you going to watch uh, Falcon Winter Soldier? Uh, of course. Open I, invitation. I, I, Every Friday I, I, morning, open invitation for you to come by and join us. Don't worry about that. I, I, I will be there. Okay, sounds good. Uh, speaking of being there, Greg Way, let's talk about the Patreon producers who are there for us on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Of course, you have Mick. AKA at the nanobiologist Abramson. Now, uh, nanobiologist, I saw you in the chat, or not, actually, you're wrong from yesterday being like, how does everybody screw this up every time you guys choke on it? It's because we've known you for years as nanobiologist or Mick Abramson. When you take them and put them and you put it in the middle, you're trying to do the AKA thing and it just throws me off. It throws Tim off, it throws everything. So we got to just decide if it's going to be Mick Abramson, AKA nanobiologist or nanobiologist, AKA Mick Abramson. I'll leave it up to you. You can put in a you're wrong and we'll go from there, but something's got to be done about this. Uh, then it's Blackjack and Trent Berry. Today we're brought to you by Honey, Logitech, and DoorDash, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Rupert Report. Time for some news. We got four items on the Roper Report, Kevin. A baker's dozen. Let's start with the big one that broke yesterday late from Bloomberg. Over at Bloomberg, uh, Takahashi Mochizuki and Sohi Kim write, Nintendo Co. plans to unveil a model of its Switch gaming console equipped with a bigger Samsung OLED display this year, hoping the larger touchscreen can pop- prop up demand in, a ta- in time for the holidays. People familiar with the plan said. Samsung Display Co. will start mass production of a 7-inch 720p resolution 
in OLED panels as early as June, with an initial monthly target of just under a million units, said the people, who asked not to be identified discussing internal matters. The displays are slated for shipment to assemblers around July, the people said. Representatives for Nintendo and Samsung Display declined to comment. Nintendo seeks to sustain a Switch lineup that continues to sell well against the Xbox and PlayStation thanks to pandemic-era breakout hits like Animal Crossing and a chip crunch that's plagued supply of rival devices. But the gadget is now in its fifth year, while Microsoft Corp. and Sony Corp. both have new and more powerful machines in the market. The gaming community has speculated online about the introduction of an OLED or organic light-emitting diode screen but nintendo has st- stayed mum and president uh shantaro for a while, furukawa said in february his company has no plans to announce a new switch quote unquote anytime soon which is we pointed out in february could have been as much as oh we, no time soon and they do it the next week and they're like well no that wasn't soon that was a week what are you talking about that's how time works <laughs> samsung's involvement is the strongest indication that nintendo is serious about updating the console on a large scale quote The OLED panel will consume less battery, offer higher contrast, and possibly faster response time when compared to Switch's current liquid crystal display, said a co-founder of display consultant DSCC. The latest model will also come with 4K ultra-high definition graphics when paired with TVs, they said. That could intensify a long-standing complaint of developers who have struggled with the difference in resolution between handheld and TV modes and now face a bigger gap between the two. Uh... Yeah, that can intensify long-standing play. Uh, the new display's uh, resolution mirrors the current Switch and Switch Lite, but is an upgrade from the Switch's 6.2-inch and Lite's 5.5-inch size. Uh, if the console's housing remains unchanged, the new Switch is likely to sport a thinner bezel. Paris, Lily, how do you unpack this? Would you be excited for this? Would you buy it? Do you believe it? So I have three Switches in my house already between <laughs> okay. myself and my kids. So you're buying and, this no matter what. Oh, yeah, I'm getting it. Absolutely. This is the one that I've been waiting for. Um, I think the biggest thing that I took out of this is not only is an OLED screen, but the fact that you're because of the power consumption is going to be less, mm-hmm. you're going to get more battery life. That's sure. obviously been a big thing that we've wanted with the Switch in portable mode. Um, another thing which they don't talk about in this that I'm hopeful to see what whenever we, we get the unveil of this is better joy cons potentially mm. um you know probably thinner bezels i know i know it mentioned mentioned it in there as well um the 4k thing is interesting it's clearly the logical step to go when it's going to be in um tv mode so to speak yeah um but i guess i really don't care when it comes to nintendo with 4k um, and I know there's obviously been some speculation with developer support on this. How, how if, if it is going to be going from 720p and scaling all the way up to 4K, you know, is that going to put just make an extra workload for developers? Um, like I said, to me, if it stayed at 1080p, but it had better battery life, a better, a bigger screen, that's enough. I, I would be happy with that. To me, the Switch, 90% of the time I'm playing it in portable mode anyway. So... I'm not overly concerned with it being 4K in docked mode and playing that way. So, I mean, I think a lot of this is true, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what what the true reveal looks like. Yeah, I'm with you where you read this and you look at this and, you know, obviously the conversation for so long has been a Switch Pro. When Mm -hmm. are we getting a Switch Pro? And just reading off the page right here and not having the bells and whistles and Nintendo to come out and explain it to you. This doesn't read like a switch pro to me. It just seems like the next step of the switch of, Hey, let's give you a bigger screen. Let's give you this. Let's get rid of the bezel. Uh, you know, you're talking about better joy cons. Obviously we talk about joy con drift, right. And getting away from that. But what I like about this idea is in what it seems like Nintendo actually understands is that I think even uh, Per Schneider from IGN put up a tweet last night of a mock-up he did, or somebody did that was, yeah, removing the bezel from the current switch and expanding it out gives yep. you that seven inches and then lets you keep the joy cons you do have. And yes, you know, it would come with joy cons attached to it, hopefully with joy con drift fixed and all that. But this is, you know, I, when they announced the, Switch Lite, I looked at it and I was like, I thought about it because I play mainly handheld as well. But then it was the thing of like, that's just, for me personally, that is such a luxury purchase seeing as how I already have a Switch that works. Yeah, my battery isn't as good. And even when they put out the new the new Switch that had a, long, a longer battery life on because of the chipset they were using in the back end, I thought about buying that, but I was still like, that was when I was still traveling even. I was like, ah, you know, the battery pack and all these other things I'm carrying with me, I'm usually not in the stress for it. This would be one that I would buy day and day. Because yes, I have gotten so much use out of my Switch, right, since it launched in 2017. 
why wouldn't I now double down on that investment, get the bigger screen, have more real estate. But I'm with you of like the 4K on the TV is nice, it, it, whatever, get some parody going, but it doesn't move the needle for me. I am playing, I, no. when I play Animal Crossing, I'm playing it on the couch next to Jen, right? I'm, I'm, when I'm playing uh, Oberdin, when I'm playing Hades, when I'm doing something like that, I'm usually doing it handheld. And when I do throw it up on the screen, I feel like the games I'm playing on Switch are not games that I'm looking for the highest quality of graphics from. I'm looking for that Nintendo magic we always talk about. Completely agree. I, if anything, I would say, because obviously this is going to have a better processor in it, GPU or whatever. If anything, keep it at 1080p, but allow it in dock mode. Maybe games that can't necessarily hit 60 frames per second and they've been locked at 30 and portable. Now, yeah. you, when you're docked, you can play at 60 frames or something like that. I think that's a better utilization of what the Switch can do than just going to 4K. Um, because... Again, most honestly, most people don't care about 4K. We love it. It's a nice quality of life thing to have. But at the end of the day, as long as the games look great and play great, that matters more to me. And that's the thing where I think, you know, you look at the games that Switch has and even the original Breath of the Wild is so beautiful. And it's just because yeah. it has an art style and it knows how to work with that. Yeah. I'd rather have the performance of it. Interesting thing that had been uh, tweeted by the one and only uh, Jeffy Grub Grub from GamesBeat last night uh, was uh, this image here he had thrown up that and he says, I'm begging you, before you give your Switch Pro takes, please take a look at the pixel density of 720p yep. at 7 inches. It's 209 pixels per inch, which is the equivalent to a, retro, a retina display if you hold it 16 inches away from your face, which you almost certainly do if you are an adult. And so it's the breakdown of how much we all get caught up in the jargon of this and the numbers that we know we want from our big screen TV, from our Xboxes and PlayStations. But the switch is such a different device that, yeah, I'm not hung up on it. Still being 720 P uh, handheld. And again, 4k ultra high. Like it's an interesting conversation because if the 4k looks phenomenal and they're building games for it, a la breath of the wild too. If that's what, if, if I, if that drops and it's like, look at how stunning it is. Maybe that is the game that shifts me to playing it on my TV. But right now that's not something that's lacking for me. I don't look at it. You know what I mean? Even when I, I'm always amazed when I throw animal crossing up on the TV on the rare occasion, I'm like, right. man, it's, there's so much real estate to move around yeah. in. Cause yeah. I'm used to it being a handheld thing. Oh, completely agree. I, I would say more than anything when I look at these rumors, because now is it coming this year? Is it going to come early next year? If it does come this year, I wonder what game will be attached with it, because there will obviously be something big that will probably come out at the same time. I'm not expecting it to be Breath of the Wild 2. Really? I, I do think that's going to be next year. Uh, it's funny because Brandon H wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says with the news of a switch to two potentially releasing this year I have to ask will horizon get positioned against breath of the wild once again which is a great <laughs> thing of how many people slept on horizon because they're like I'm all in on breath of the wild and I don't want another game like that it's funny you go to breath of the wild too because I'm uh, the opposite way of the camp of like I know they're saying 2021 for horizon I can't wait for forbidden west whenever it comes I don't, I'm not holding my breath that that's a 2021 game. I could see that slipping too. I, I honestly, with COVID and just everyone working remote, I think all bets are off anyways for any game. I wouldn't hold my breath that anything makes it into 2021 until I actually see it in a store and I can actually go purchase it, right? Yeah, so, 100%. I, I just think Zelda's Breath of the Wild 2, as an example, is going to be such an ambitious game. If if it's been slowed because of COVID development, why push it? Why rush it? No one's going to complain if you bring it out in 2022. So that that's why I lean more that way. Same with Horizon Forbidden West. Look, if it ain't ready, don't put it out. It's that simple. Yeah, we've learned those lessons over and over again, and we continue mm -hmm. to see people screw that up. <laughs> so yes, yeah. if it's not there, <laughs> yep. don't worry about it. Yep. Like, yeah, let it go. But at that point, do you think a Switch with a larger screen is sexy enough to come out on its own without a piece of hardware that you feel is like oh you know this is why you need to be playing it on 4k this is why you need to have it docked i'll put it this way for my old ass yes the bigger the screen the better right but fair enough <laughs> no but I, I i think there's definitely appeal for for a bigger screen as much as i love the switch um and and play it all the time a, a slightly bigger screen would like you mentioned when you put it into docked mode into the tv is like oh wait i have all this real estate to work with yeah i think that that would scale um with a seven inch screen on the portable side as well it'll just feel like you have more real estate to work with even when you're on the go and especially you know knock on wood once uh the pandemic is over and we're going to start traveling again and we're commuting and things like that i just think a bigger screen on the switch with better battery life to go along with it would be an ideal situation 
Yeah, and I think also the you know the thing that speaks to it is obviously it's the intensity of the library they have already where yep. Animal Crossing is, is this juggernaut and people are still playing it like crazy and even if we aren't or you aren't or I'm coming back I'm doing the Mario stuff right now getting on every morning and ordering more <laughs> Mario stuff uh, yeah. but it is that idea that if you're only mate if you start either what they're talking about in June ramping up production and then July actually start assembling them and they think they can make a million a month to get to the holiday it's not like you're going to be able to put out so many switches that they'd be sitting on shelves i think you're talking about something you're putting out that hardcore people like us that are all in and are ready for an upgrade to it would buy and not necessarily need a here's a new mario kart here's a new smash i mean you know we'll have a new mario golf around then right and i mean that for me personally is enough that i think i'm going to be playing my switch a ton exactly. so yeah i want the best switch yeah i want it yeah. to look as good as possible no, completely agree. And like I've I've been obsessed with Mario Maker Two uh, the last the last few weeks, and I just kind of casually play, you know, some challenging uh, levels on that all the time. So it's it's not like I'm looking at my Switch going, God, I really need something to play. It's like yeah. I feel like I have so many things still to play on the Switch right now that just just the bigger screen and better battery life alone is enough for me to want to go run out and go get it and I, like you mentioned we know we're getting mario golf and and a few oh, of the other right. things from the direct i'm in so yeah sure just bring it on even if there isn't a true big major game like breath of the wild 2 to go along with. uh let's switch with this nintendo or let's not let's stick damn it i screwed it up let's stick <laughs> with this nintendo news and we'll head over to ign where joe scrabbles is talking about super nintendo world being on hold in orlando florida uh the opening of a super nintendo world theme park in orlando florida has reportedly been delayed by around two years to 2025 the orlando sentinel reports that construction work on universal's upcoming epic universe park which includes a super nintendo world area has recommended following pandemic related shutdowns however orange county mayor uh jerry uh, Demings uh, told the Sentinel that Universal had now pushed the park's opening to early 2025. Epic Universe construction halted indefinitely last year due to the economic uncertainty, but has now begun again. Little is known about the new park other than that, other than that there will be a new uh, Super Nintendo World section included. The first Super Nintendo World theme park is due to open in Osaka, Japan this year, although the date is still unknown after Osaka Prefecture announced a state emergency due to COVID-19. Uh, the Japanese park gives a good sense of what may be coming from the North American versions, uh, including a gamified visiting experience, Mario Kart and Yoshi rides, and a seemingly complex layout. Miyamoto himself recently offered a virtual guided tour of the park. Aside from the Orlando Park, Super Nintendo World has also become a part of Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Studios Singapore. Not shocking, but it just yeah. is one of those you got to put on there of like, I, I appreciate them saying two years. I appreciate them pushing it even further back and saying that because what kills me, Paris, is when all this is happening, the oh, we're going to, you know, we're, we're moving packs to the fall. Oh, we're, we're doing this. And it's like, we all know it's not happening. Right. We all know that's not opening. So just give us something real. Completely agree. And, and that's the thing. Transparency. You're, you're being transparent to your audience and you're giving them, you know, what, what is a more realistic expectation than when they can think this thing is going to be complete, which I appreciate. Dude, we're, we're, COVID, I expect no rules is always my thing. Don't expect anything to meet the date that is set because of COVID. It's just so unexpected. So I, I do appreciate them pushing it this far out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when it opens. It's obviously something I would love to go to. I would love to yeah. go do that. But like, it's also that thing of right now, I wouldn't climb on a plane. Like, I, no. I wouldn't go, you know, I'm not going right, right now. Yeah, it's right. that, still that thing one of my friends talk about. And I know how i've heard how good airports have gotten about it i've heard how good you know uh, quarantines have gotten i know for friends who are working in production and going to host things and going to sets like there's a whole different sag and the thing and, uh, apart and even when i did ea play last year here in san francisco like that was a brave, brave new world of there only being seven people on set and i had my own area i was stuck i was stuck in if i left my room i had to wear a mask i got tagged like there was a whole bunch right. of different stuff going on that was even before the immediate testing that's now happening but yeah like it's I can't wait to see what Super Nintendo World looks like. I have no idea when I'll actually step foot in it. Agreed. That's why 2025 actually makes a lot more sense. Keep, keep kicking it. Yep. <laughs> Do your thing. Don't worry yep. about it. 
Um, let's talk about number three here on the Roper Report. Uh, Avengers is making dumb and smart decisions, I feel. So let's talk about a little game called Marvel's Avengers that I know I never talk about at all. Let me pick up my Thor hammer as I read this one. Uh, they put up a blog post talking about uh, both reworks for XP and cosmetic. So we'll start with a very dumb decision. Uh, we'll start with XP. Since we launched last September, our balance team has been evaluating the XP curve for leveling from 1 to 50, and we'll be making some changes to address two core issues. The current XP curve isn't really a curve at all. In most RPGs, the amount of XP you need to level up increases as you gain levels in a curve. But our system is a straight line. This has led to pacing issues, such as skill points currently being rewarded too fast, which may be confusing and overwhelming to newer players. We want each decision uh, to invest in a skill to be heroic or meaningful. I'm sorry, in a skill or heroic to be more meaningful. Based on these issues, we'll be increasing the amount of XP needed to level up, starting from around level 25. This amount will increase the closer you get to level 50 so that it will take longer to reach higher levels and will only affect character level, not power level. If you already have a level 50 character, uh, which is the current maximum, this won't affect you. If you have a character who isn't level 50 and want to speed up their progress, take time to do this before we update on March 18th. Of course, uh, March 18th is when Hawkeye uh, is dropping the Future Imperfect storyline content, the Hawkeye character, and mo probably more importantly for a lot of people, uh, the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X version S versions of uh, Avengers. This I'm an Avengers fan, as you know. Uh, I know well. I'm you, as you all know. I am well aware of all the problems with Avengers. I tell you about all the problems of Avengers. I have the platinum in Avengers. I want to play more Avengers. There's just not much to do in Avengers, and this is so fucking stupid, Paris. <laughs> yes, it is. It's okay. Very, you very play much so much so. Destiny. I know you. 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 You do different games as a service. Than, well, we do both do Division, uh, but you do different things. And I wanted to make sure I wasn't alone in this. This is a terrible decision, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Somewhere Luke Smith is going, no, because Destiny went through this, God, what was that, about three years ago, where they made it harder to level up with the, with the XP grind. And everyone, the community basically had a riot over and they had to, to walk it back. This is the same exact thing. Don't make me do the grindy parts because you know that's the least fun part of the game. You're forcing me to do the things that I don't like. And clearly the Avengers has a population problem right now, right? So if anything, you want more people to come in. You want to ease people. You want to make it more fun, more exciting to want to jump in. And you're immediately putting up this barrier right now saying, well, we're going to make you stay in the not fun part a little bit longer before you can actually get to the fun things that you want to do. So yeah, I think this is a huge mistake. It's... I, you know, as somebody who still checks the Avengers subreddit, whenever Thursday they put up their blog post of the marketplace and the content, usually me and Goldfarb text about it and all these different things. And again, anxiously waiting for the raid, for the cloning lab, for Wakanda, for whatever it's going to happen, because I enjoy the core gameplay of it. This is a tone deaf decision that I, I hope they walk back and I hope they look at the feedback. Because again, this is one of those that how many people on the normal in the industry talk about Avengers? Not many. And Not this many. is something that since they announced it last night into today, like Jason's tweeting about it. Kotaku's got the article up about it. Like, why are you doing this? Of all the complaints people have about Avengers, this ain't it, Chief. Like, this ain't the problem. Nobody's sitting there going like, oh, man, I, I hit level 50 too fast. What we're saying is when you get to level 50, that gives you all the skill points so you have all the powers of the characters, which make you feel powerful to some extent. I saw somebody else tweeting today of like, I, this doesn't make any sense because I never feel like a superhero in this game. I'm always getting my ass kicked by robots. This gives you the full suite of powers that you then use to grind to 150 power level, right. which is a complete fucking grind. Is like obnoxious when you're at once you get it to 140 and then you're like, all right, now I have to be investing resources to slowly get this. I need upgrade modules. I need polychoron. I need all this different stuff to do. That's the not fun part. That should be sped up. If anything, you shouldn't get in the way of this. This is silly. This is stupid. And like, there's so many different takes from other people I've seen about it of, Number one, this is so detrimental to what actually kind of worked before where it was you could pull a friend up quickly. If I finally convinced Jen to start playing right. Avengers, right, we could jump in there and I could help her get to 150, have all these cool abilities so it doesn't feel like she's doing the same moves over and over again, and then let's get to work on the end game. You're at the end game, and I use end game loosely because there's no raid, there's no like high-level content that really challenge you for it, but you go and do it. And so, so this is the antithesis of that. That this is trying to f fix a problem that doesn't exist. Nobody I've heard has been like, I got to level 50 too fast. I got all the cool powers too fast. 
That's not right. happening, Paris. No, completely agree. I think it's what this to me is is an overall problem with this genre, the looter shooter genre. Like, like because it's happening in Destiny right now, where people are going, "Why are we doing levels?" It, like, it doesn't make sense to keep. Like, I understand the initial campaign; you want to do something like that, but once you're getting to this stage of life of the game. Why are you forcing people to spend extra time in the things that they don't want to do? You want to do the things that's going to challenge you. Mm. Or like you said, you get the cool moves. You're, you're, you're chasing the shiny thing, you know, potentially in the end game or whatever difficult challenge that may present itself. Whereas this, like you said, it, it's just taking a step back. And you brought up the great point because this is also an issue with the division as well. It's like. If I'm already at peak level and I bring a brand new person in, I want to get them up to my level as quickly as possible. And this is forcing that person who's new to the game that you may have tried to convince that, hey, look, I know you said all the stuff about the Avengers, but now I want you to come and experience the cool parts. Now they got to wait and they're going to get bored and they're going to go, why am I doing this? And they're, and they're not going to do it. And hopefully, like you said, they walk this back because I do think it's a big mistake, especially in this stage of, of the Avengers life where you want to to build the the population and the community back up. And that's the other thing I was I my knee-jerk reaction to this, right? It was like, wait, so I again am a glutton for punishment. And I'm excited for Avengers PS5. I'm a, yeah. I, you know, I, when it drops, I'm downloading it and I'm playing right I'm doing the Hawkeye stuff and then I was like I'll probably grind out, you know, play some more Kate, see what's up. Maybe they've made a few other different quality of life changes. And I read this and I'm like, so wait, you're telling me right now I have a timer. I have a countdown timer till you move to this yes. system. And what it means is that I need to, before March 18th, play your game on the PlayStation 4, the PlayStation 4 version of the game to then get these characters to that level. I, and like, I'm, you know, it's one of those things like, I don't like Hulk, but maybe one day I'll like Hulk. So should I get Hulk to 150 now? Probably. So it's like, I'm going to grind him to 50 and then it's going to drop on the 18th. I'm going to play it for one night and be like, what? I'm going to put it down because like, I'm not in the mood to play this shitty Hulk. So what? it's like, why wouldn't right. you made this, you know, drop the content on the 18th, give us the next gen versions and then say, guess what? Uh, starting April 1st, we're changing to this. So you have now two weeks with the brand new bells and whistles, theoretically the best running version of the game. Go do it there. Go get the content there. And so it's just, it's a weird, I, I don't understand how they keep stepping on the rake in their front yard. Like, make the game better make the content go make, make a mea culpa and say like here's where we went off here's what the roadmap we don't have a roadmap for this game we have no fran played cloning labs in september right when they accidentally published it to the live server like where is this content what the fuck is going on with this game yeah i i don't know and and it's one of those frustrating things where i feel like there's so many lessons learned like like destiny's been around since 2014 you could even take this back to like diablo 3 as an example where you've seen you know these these developers and these publishers make these mistakes over and over and it's almost like history just keeps repeating itself yeah. in that way where no one's going well oh shit, company x did that let's not do that but instead now they're gonna go do that too and I feel for it because as an example, I've played the Avengers on PC. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I got bored with the grind of it and I stopped and and I'm, I don't know, probably level 10 or something, right? Sure. I hear this news. There's no way I'm going to try and force this, myself to, to rush This isn't exciting. This. this isn't getting you yeah. to come back, right? No, no. So it, it keeps me as a player who fell off from not wanting to come back and try and experience the new content because I don't want to do the the grindy stuff. I don't want to do the boring things. I want to, as quickly as possible, get to the fun parts of the game. So then maybe that will encourage me to start building up other characters and invest into that community and into that world and, and keep playing. But as it stands right now, I'll just stay on the outside looking in. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm working on my uh, I, on Patreon. You guys funded me doing a episode of the Blessing Show, and I'm do, my 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 blessing essay is going to be how I would fix the Avengers, and it's fucked up to be writing it while they're making more bad decisions. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. And people right. in the chat I've seen go by are like, Greg, I leveled up six times in one hive. Like something needs to change. I'm like. Well, no. The problem here is that what the fuck is Avengers? What is this game? They don't. They don't know. Because guess what? There's multiple Avengers. Like, if you want me to give Hulk a chance, I want to get Hulk to level fifty as fast as possible, so I can see his entire power set, so I can see all his moves. Because right now, low level when his moves aren't regenerating, regenerating HP, when they aren't doing you know intrinsic damage, like 
this isn't as much fun as I know it could be because obviously I love playing Cap maxed out. I love playing Iron Man and Black Widow maxed out. And even Kate has been so much fun. To, and she's in the 40s right now for me. It's like there, there's so many different things and pushes and pulls because this game doesn't have an identity. This game has, you know, remember, I couldn't believe when it launched and the reviews were like, man, I really enjoyed the single player. This is a, so many people really like the story and this, that, and the other. And it was like, yeah. And then you got to this chasm of the end game and this lost thing and how I, I want a Jason Schreier article but what I'd really love is a, is a letter from Chris Dynamics and a sit down interview with Chris Dynamics and Scott over there or whatever of like where did it all go wrong because it right. sounded like at launch right like and is it COVID is it something else at launch it was going to be guess what games in September Kate's in October Clint's in November uh, we are going to have a consistent content you're going to get the cloning labs you're going to get this and then none of that has happened except Kate now, but I mean, Kate was supposed to be here in, uh, 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 like I said, uh, September, October, and then she got here in December, and it's just like, what the hell's going on over there? And then other people are pointing to all this and going, man, is this them building the groundwork for free-to-play? Is that why it's going to have you be more grindy? I mean, to me, I, I look at everything that you just said, and I know how committed you've, you've been to the game, but to me, this screams anthem. It just screams that you're not learning what happened with Bioware yep. and EA with Anthem. And I, I, I'm watching, I'm waiting for that news to come out to where we've, we've stopped all updates, we've stopped the roadmap, and the game's just going to exist as is. Because if you can't get people to come back and play and invest into it and buy the microtransactions and all that battle pass, whatever you want to call it, this game's not going to survive long term. It just totally. financially, it can't. And, and things like this keeps people like me from not wanting to give it another chance and jump yeah. in. So they got to change something. It's got to be drastic. Or like I said, we're, we're going to get the, the Anthem next treatment with this. And that's the thing is like the clock is ticking. Like you remember, like this isn't Crystal doing this as an independent developer. This is Crystal and this is a Square Enix game and this is a Marvel Games thing. So if you're Square, how much in resources do you keep investing in a game that isn't making the moves and isn't making its money back? If you're Marvel, uh, uh, who has a lot of success stories in the gaming industry, yeah. how long do you sit here going, man, we got this AAA thing that is completely fucked that no one's excited for that people just bag on all the time like i w at this point you got to be wondering if like man we should have kept marvel heroes around we should have like pulled it out a gazillion give it to somebody else get something like there's a million other things going on but i don't know so quick question because you, you're obviously more invested in into adventures than i am have they detailed when spider-man is supposed to appear uh they did at the very beginning hold on portilla puked you okay party <laughs> Yeah, he's okay. He's shaking it off. Uh, they had a, yeah, uh, Spider-Man, uh, they have not said anything since they were originally like, oh, he's coming in 2021 in the first half of the year or whatever. I, think, I believe that was the original uh, lineup on it in the first half of the year. And of course, that is not happening. I keep trying to break this to people. And like, there's a, um, oh man, I think it's Miller, but with like 19 M's. He's a, a renowned Avengers leaker. He has all, he goes in data mines and he's the one who found like the Black Panther skins and mm -hmm. early stuff and yada, yada, yada. He was saying on his most, one of his most recent things, he moved the character updates around of who's coming next. And he's like, it's going to be Clint, then it's going to be Spider Man, then it's going to be Black Panther. And I cannot believe that. Cause I mean, again, to the rate conversation right like what you have a game that doesn't have a raid you know what i mean you have a game that doesn't have anything for us to do when we hit level 150 you have a game that's been delayed all these things inevitably you have this thing now where you're coming in and not liking this level you're now going to get us to a point where you're going to put out exclusive content on another plat on one platform like it, this is kind of it's already blown up in your face this will be even worse <laughs> Well, that, that's kind of my point. Like, I almost feel like Spider-Man, he's the break glass in case of emergency situation. And to me, that's going to be their final opportunity to salvage this game, even if it's exclusive, you know, to PlayStation. Because that, I mean, look, Spider-Man, that's the guy. That's the franchise, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the most recognizable character that Marvel has. And if you can't get people to come back for that game for Spider-Man, it's done. So yeah. I would hope... Whatever the hell it is they're doing right now, they're they're getting things fixed. They're 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 getting structure. They're getting a roadmap and an infrastructure in place that by the time they do debut Spider-Man, we'll look back and go, "Man, Avengers is in a really good place right now." And they're bringing Spider-Man in. Okay, I got I got to jump in. I want to go play this. I want to do it. And that's the thing is, that, you know, my uh, my one of my games cast predictions for the year was that by the time we get to the end of the year, people go, "You know, Avengers is it's it's pretty good. It's it's good enough. Right? It's pretty good." Yeah. And so like. uh 
I don't know. You see decisions like this, and it's like, I, I, oof, man, is it? Because I right. felt like all you needed to do is keep putting out content. If you get the content there, the core gameplay is great. And like you do quality of life. I turned it on last night again to capture some stuff for this video I'm working on. And like, even for me, somebody who pays attention, I didn't realize that they were doing more with status effects and putting them on screen. I was like, why is it telling me to do the training thing again? I went and did the training thing because they've done a bunch of quality of life things to make it clear to you what's going on and what you're doing. Right. I'm like, oh, this is actually nice. But that shit gets buried when the conversation is we're making you grind longer for this stuff that wasn't fun necessarily to do to begin with. And there's nothing for you to do with your friends. Like right now, my Avengers list of me, Goldfarb, Tam, and Sean Norton who's in PR we're talking about like all right well I want to get Kate to 50 so do you guys want to play like I'm not like I'm, I'm psyched to play but I was waiting to do that when there was more content but all right, right whatever let's go get now sorry we went on forever for adventures but you guys know I love it and that's why you come here uh, they're also doing a cosmetic rework by the way long story short is that they're changing the way you get uh, cosmetics it won't be as random you'll know what you're working towards that's a great decision Yes, I should see a costume and know that, oh, I want to get that. What do I need to do? They should do it as quest lines, so I'm, I have a reason to replay stuff. Right. All so of the, the division, chase. where the division's yep. like, hey, mm -hmm. let's recycle the content you've already done, but we're putting you on a new path to do things. Completely agree. All right, I'll get out of here. I'll stop talking about Avengers. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, number four on the Roper Report, Guilty Gear Strive has been delayed. The developers put up the following statement. Dear customers, we've made the tough decision to move the release date of Guilty Gear Strive, previously planned for April 9th, 2021, to June 11th, 2021. Uh, since we have received valuable feedback after the recent open beta test, we would like to make the most of this opportunity to provide the best game possible. We need extra time to polish some aspects of the game, such as the online lobbies and the server stabilities. Uh, stability, yeah, I said stability. Uh, we believe it is the best use of extra time to improve the game's quality and provide a better experience to all our players. Thank you for your patience and understanding. Just like we're talking about, Paris. Good. Delay it. Do your yep. thing. Yep, completely agree. I mean, and this one obviously isn't that crazy of a delay, so I think people can be pretty patient with that. But but it just again goes back to COVID. Everything goes back to COVID. I'm not expecting much in 2021 for a lot of games. I mean, the ones that do get a, a small delay, great. But there's going to be other ones that you know, like Gran Turismo 7 as an example, pushed completely out of the year. I expect more games for that to happen, and that's okay. In the world we're in right now, I just think that's okay. We shouldn't totally. have these unrealistic expectations for these big AAA games to make it out in 2021. If anything, something I've been saying to, uh, the past few days is embrace your back catalog. We all have one. There's a ton of games that we've missed over the past few years, you know, like Grinding Destiny or something, right? So go back and play the games that you, you may have missed because I'm not expecting much in 2021. But even this one coming in is June, right? Um, that that's fine. That's okay. Yeah, um, and it's all is it, you know. It's interesting that they're going off of the improvements from the beta test, yeah. not even that they fell behind. Which leads to a question from Nathan Showcat, who writes into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, just like you can. It says, "Guilty Gear Strive just got delayed a couple of months, and although it was stated as a response to player feedback in the open beta, it made me think about all the caused by the pandemic." I was wondering what your thoughts are on pandemic-related delays. Specifically, do you think these delays hit larger AAA projects more often than indie ones simply because of the size and scopes of the game? Or is it more related to how capable a dev team is to adapt from a work-from-home model? I imagine smaller studios may have an easier time with logistics and implementations of changing the working at home, but maybe also don't have a solid release date out for their games, giving the perception that indie games haven't been affected by pandemic delays, uh, but they actually have been. Have a great rest of your week, gents. Paris, how do you tackle that? Do you think for COVID, has it been easier on indies? I think slightly it is because you're dealing with smaller teams. Potentially, it's a less complex game, which requires less QA. You're able to be more flexible in that way, even if you are in a remote working environment. But um, I, I still think it's a challenge. Don't don't get me wrong at all. It's not going to be easy for a smaller team to deliver a game. But the bigger a game is, the more complex it is, the more moving parts of people are, you know, develop just just program everything that that's involved in a big, massive team trying to deliver a game. Of course, working remote and not having people together to collaborate is just going to make things tougher. So, yeah, I do think an indie indie studio, smaller team would have a, a better chance of delivering something closer to being on time. Yeah, I, it's an interesting question, you know, and I agree with you, Paris, in the answer that I think, obviously, pandemic and COVID has hit everybody. So no one's gotten off scot-free. But yeah. I do think that, yeah, an indie team, not in that, you know, it's apples and oranges, no matter, even when you're talking about indie teams. 
for the most part, would have an easier time. Because when you're talking about, you know, a triple A game, 300 people working on it across different time zones, all these different things, like you see it with uh, Cyberpunk, right? And that, you know, when they got, oh, yeah. the, they got the hack, right? And I'm talking about right now, not even the other thing. Uh, when they get the hack, they have to close off all the access to it. And so suddenly you have this security nightmare. Whereas, yeah, if you have a smaller team of five, 10, whatever it's going to be, they're chances are too used to working from home so many game indie games are made by developers who are in different parts of the world all at one time working on one thing the interesting question as nathan brings up though is that you know i i love indie games obviously i play them all the time but i always take an indie game release date with a grain of salt even more than a triple a thing triple a thing you have a way because hey there's a fiscal year hey we have stockholders hey we have all these things indie games there, it, it, you have to put out a game eventually, but more than ever, I think it is, if it's not the way they want it or up to their standards, they will delay it and try to make you know their shot count more than others. So it's interesting to see that balance of it, but I would think, yeah, that indies have been able to you know pivot more. But even when you say, oh, well, you were already working from home, then take into account the fact that now you have a partner, now you have a child, now you have somebody who's not going to school, right? Like everything's, even that's different in terms of, yep. if you were work from home, it's not as easy as it used to be. I completely agree. Paris. Greg. People can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, of course, to be part of the show. They can go there to get the show ad free, and they can go there to get the post show each and every weekday. But right now, they need to come here and stay here. Well, no, right now, you're not there. You're not on Patreon, is what I'm saying. So we're going to do the ads. Blessing is joining me. Blessing, are you here? I am here. What's up? I want you to read the ads. I'm going to clean up Portillo's puke, okay? Oh, awesome. Can you turn on your camera? Are you prepared for that? Can you do that? I. <laughs> There you yes, go. And then I'm, I'm here. What's there it is. Here? Look at Doug. All right, cool. Wow. All right, okay. All right, hold on. I'm going to go do that. Everybody, this is Blessing Eddie Oye Jr. He's from the Future Class of Video Games. I got to clean up my dog's puke. Because again, yes. work from home. Who knows what it's like, you know? Yep. Exactly. While, uh, while you're here, since I have everybody's attention, go watch the Blessing Show up right now, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, all about puzzle games. It's a very good video. It's my, it's my favorite Blessing Show that I've worked on so far. So everybody go watch that so I can justify it existing after the pilot program. Uh, while I'm here, Let's go through some of these ads. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by honey. We all shop online and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. But thanks to honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons you can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Kind of funny loves Honey. Tim Geddes himself has used it for years and has saved thousands of dollars. He says himself, you are silly if you don't use it. It is free and easy. Honey has found its over 17 million members over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. That's right, free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid in supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash games. That's joinhoney.com slash games. We're also brought to you by Logitech. Gaming headsets are important. You want a gaming headset with a good mic, good sound, and a headset that feels comfortable to wear. That's what's best about the G733 wireless gaming headset from Logitech G. The G733 Lightspeed Wireless Gaming Headset comes with 2.4 GHz wireless connectivity, front-facing dual-zone light sync RGB, blue voice mic technology, Pro-G audio drivers, and multiple colorways to choose from. It also has total freedom with up to, to a 20 meters wireless range with Lightspeed Wireless. Keep playing with 29 plus hours of battery life. Play wirelessly on PlayStation 4 with stereo sound. With front-facing dual-zone light sync RGB lighting, you can personalize your headset uh, lighting across style and comfort the reversible suspension headband is designed for ultimate comfort during long play sessions each g733 colorway has its own unique headband design there's also soft dual layer memory foam that conforms to your head and contours around the jaw for a better seal reduced stress points and delivers longer lasting comfort it's available in multiple colorways, each with its own vibrant reversible headband and corresponding ear pads. For a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners express shipping at logitechg.com. 
Use code kind of funny daily free ship 31 for express shipping today. Rolls That's off the tongue. Shipping. It rolls right <laughs> off the tongue. That's express shipping for all Logitech G products with promo code kind of funny daily free ship 31. Hurry analysis after this promo code or after this promo, the code expires in three days. That's kind of funny daily free ship 31. The numbers 31. Lastly, we're brought to you by DoorDash. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone at DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And now you can get the grocery essentials you need with DoorDash too. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Australia, and now Canada, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from uh, choose from your favorite national restaurant like Popeyes, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, our listeners can get $25 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES2021. For our Canadian listeners, use code GAMESCA. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021 in the U.S. and GAMESCA in Canada. Don't forget, that's code Games 2021 or Games CA for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Greg, back to you. Thank you so much, Blessing. Great job stepping in there. I appreciate that. I like that you're right on top of it. Good job. Good job, Kevin, on the Switch. Paris, good job just rolling with it. You know what I mean? Hey, got to keep smiling, right? Paris. Greg. I'm, I'm excited to see the next time Portillo throws up on camera, but that's so <laughs> far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, kill it with fire on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. You can get mine and Andy's impressions of that over on the Gamescast this week. Uh, Mortal Shell on the PlayStation 5, Xbox. Uh, and here's my thing. You're an Xbox representative. You're here for the Xcast. Can we just move to just saying Xbox now? It says Xbox Series X slash S. I say we, we're done with it. You just say Xbox, smart delivery. It's going to play everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. The motion passes. Hold on. It's done. We're done. Xbox only now. <laughs> Everhood, Switch and PC. Sea of, <laughs> sea of Solitude on Switch. It's going to break and kill me one day. Ranch Simulator on PC. Loop Hero on PC and Mac. Ruinverse on Switch. Sticky Monsters on Switch. Give it up. Bouncy on Switch. Sea of Solitude, which I already talked about. Director's Cut on Switch. Uh, Task Force Delta Afghanistan on Switch. Pixel Game Maker Series Puzzle Pedestrians on Switch. Mail Mole on Switch. Into a Dream on Switch. Dual on Board Switch. Uh, Nosia. Gnosia on Switch. Forestry. The Simulation on Switch. Counter Recon The Final Mission on Switch. Estrange The Departure on Switch. Super Met Boy. It says Met Boy. If, that, if that's got to be a copyright infringement on Meat Boy, if it's not Super Meat Boy. Uh, Switch. The Love and Suffering of Sir Bar- Barante on this PC. Neoverse uh, is on PlayStation 4. The Survivalist's Farming Update is available on consoles today. Then over in GTA Online, the small but mighty Garati Burios oh, 3300 joins the wide-ranging catalog at Southern San Andreas Super Autos, while a wealth of aerial and nautical-themed double rewards, clothing unlocks, and vehicle discounts are also available to all players. Then our friends over at Core say, Manicore Games is excited to introduce a brand new way to experience Core's multiverse with the launch of Homeworld, the platform's new entryway in social space where players can hang out, socialize, and find games to play. As the new default entryway into Core, Homeworld gives players a three-dimensional dimensional, virtual space to explore an endless arcade of games. Uh, large marquees point the way to portals for all the most popular games, uh, which include everything from frantic shooters to deep MMORPGs uh, to simulators and much more. Uh, all created in Core, offering a completely interconnected multiverse experience unique to Core. Then, new dates for you. Uh, Signs of the Sojourner Sojourner uh, is coming out on PlayStation 4 March 17th, uh, Nintendo Switch March 18th, and Xbox One March 19th. Uh, First Strike Classics is coming to PC and mobile on March 10th. Before Your Eyes comes to Steam on April 8th. Elite Dangerous uh, Odyssey PC Alpha begins on March 29th. 
Then there, I usually don't put it in if it doesn't have a real release date, but this had a big enough name that I thought I would toss it in here. Sony Pictures, Virtual Reality, and XR Games are proud to announce Zombieland VR Headshot Fever, an exciting new VR game set in the Zombieland universe, releasing this spring for Oculus Quest, Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, uh, Windows Mixed Reality headsets, and later for PlayStation VR. And then, to celebrate the long-awaited launch of Apex Legends on Nintendo Switch on March 9th, EA and Respawn Entertainment will be hosting the Apex Legends Chaos Theory Collection event. Starting March 9th and running until March 23rd, the Chaos Theory Collection event will celebrate Caustic, the Outland's notorious murderous scientist, and will usher in a batch of changes and new ways to play the fan-favorite Battle Royale. Paris, do you ever get into Apex? A little. Yeah, a little, and and I know I need to. Dan, Danny and Rihanna keep pushing me to want to play, so I need to play. I know too. I know it's a blast. Of, I just have. Yeah, it never clicked for me. But then it was like when we were all mourning Titanfall, and everybody's like, "It's in the Titanfall universe." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. it's kind of isn't it?" Yeah, I love Titanfall, but. No, probably not coming back to this. Deals of the day for you. Uh, GameSpot's got one for you. Nintendo is offering another Super Smash Brothers Ultimate freebie for Nintendo Switch Online users. For a limited time, subscribers can claim uh, Spirits Set 1. This pack unlocks two random spirits in your game, one Legend Class Support Spirit, and one Ace Class Primary Spirit. If you're a dork like Tim, congratulations. Go get it. Uh, and then another one for you is uh, one that's very important to me. This is from Xbox. Get down this weekend with two exciting games in the free play days lineup. Uh, Going Under and Descenders are both available for Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members now until Sunday at midnight. I really enjoyed Going Under. It's free. You have no excuse not to go play it. Go play Going Under. Did you play Going Under, Paris? I have not. Sounds like I need to. Go get it and talk about it on the Xcast. Spread the <laughs> word. Go. Going Under, really fun game um let's check in with kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong remember if you're watching live ladies and gentlemen we ask you to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames uh roofstreet.com and listening on podcast services around the globe uh we started with uh drofus 96 here who said hey at 106 p.m eastern time the blessing show is not online i went live while you had said that and of course what i had seen is that it was live it just wasn't playlisted yet it has been playlisted remember if you ever go to our youtube channel and you can't find a video click on the videos tab because usually somebody just forgot to put the thing over there and do that thing um uh, boards and double zero says destiny in fact changed it so there's only 10 levels each season rather than the usual 50 oof 50 would have yeah not brutal yeah she, why do you love destiny paris and I don't I mean it like it. in an accusatory form. It's yeah. Just, I, yeah. Why well, do you we, like it? We were no, playing I mean, out. We were playing Outriders the other day, and I was like, "Oh yeah," but I'm like, "Should I just go back to Destiny?" Honestly, I, I love Destiny, and and I'm invested because I've been in it so long. But it just, it has one of the best communities out there, in my opinion. And the fact that they were able to pull off seamlessly all the matchmaking that happens in the background, so that even if you are playing by yourself you're able to get matched into a strike or you go into gambit obviously the multiplayer things like that but when i think about some of the end game content that that destiny has with the raids obviously the dungeons are is a thing that's come about in the past few years and it's even some of the secret missions like one you can do right now for for an exotic quest it's some of the most challenging and fun content i've ever had in in the cooperative space and that's what just keeps bringing me back um I think, and I think the fact that Bungie, kind of going back to our Avengers talk really quick, they're not perfect. Yeah, they've they've made a lot of mistakes over the years, but they seem to learn from them, and and they they admit them, and they talk about them, and they they engage with the community in that way to try and understand what they can do better to make Destiny better. And the fact that I'm still talking about that game as it goes into year seven. Yeah. is amazing to me and i'm just as excited right now playing destiny as i was back in 2014 and and it's so funny they're even bringing back the original raid vault of glass yeah. i know it like the back of my hand but guess what i'm so excited to get with a fire team of six and jump in there and go play it again so that that's to me whatever the secret sauce is that that bungie found with destiny i, I can't explain it exactly sure but it's just fun playing with other people and connecting with other people some friends i will have for the rest of my life is because of that game so i love I, always, I love that. yeah yeah so i I'll always play it I'll always love it uh more your wrongs here nanobiologist points out that paris you were wrong you failed to uh -oh. mention that you do your own weekly chat about wandavision on clubhouse and it's awesome to tune into weekly well well i will just simply say that is not my 
WandaVision chat on Clubhouse. That is Danny Pena's. Oh, that's Clubhouse why we don't promote chat. it then. We don't promote exactly. Danny stuff. That's why. I, no, yeah. You know, we, again, we already got you for Falcon Winter Soldier, so don't even worry. We're getting you away from Danny there too, slowly but surely. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Danny. Uh, kind of Steven says, Greg, you are correct about Super Met Boy. It is a different game called Super Met Boy, and it's very similar in gameplay to Meat Boy. No clue how they got away with this. Different art style only, really. Okay. And then uh, Arcwing points out that I missed this today. Challenge, challenger pack number nine for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, including Pyrrha and Mithra, are out today on the, the Switch if you want to go get that. So go get it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your Thursday show in the books, kind of. Of course, we have a post show to do on patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you could go right now, subscribe, get the show ad free, get that post show each and every weekday, be able to write into great shows like the Xcast and have a great time with us all the time. If you're sticking around here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, you got Blessing and Snowbike Mike coming up and they are playing. Uh, hold on, I almost got it. It's that game Lucy likes a lot. Diva's in it. Overwatch? The Overwatch, that's it, Overwatch. <laughs> it's a struggling indie, I don't know, but they like it a lot, and I, I cheer them on for doing it. I think there might be loot boxes. I'm not here. Uh, so if you're doing that, you can watch it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you want to watch it later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. Of course, if you want to follow us, we're going to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to do your post show right now. Tomorrow, Blessing will be here with his roommate from GameSpot, Michael Hyam. Will they be in the same room? Will they do some kind of gag? Nobody knows what's going on over there, but we'll see soon enough. Uh, Paris, if people aren't following us to Patreon, where can people keep up with you? You can find me over at GamerTagRadio.com, and you can also find me right here on Kind of Funny. I am a co-host for the XCast, and if you want to follow me on social media, my tag is Vicious696. Fantastic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a post here to do. But until next time, I've got some of those syllables. Not all of them. I got some of them, though. You know, it's like a foul ball. We got a post show to do. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.